morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day it is. We're in your part yeah. of the world. Um, welcome to the first Anytime. ever back to school special on the Rebel Radio yes. podcast. Um, this idea came to me in an epiphany or something to do a fun animated film and center it around that time of the year where all the little younglings of the world are returning to the school yards and, and uh, filling their brains with knowledge and art and whatever else they and made. cat videos hitting people, on YouTube. Hitting people in football or cat videos. Um, yes. You know, and uh, man, I, I can, don't know, imagine I could be a kid in school today with all these cell phones and everything. It's uh, would be a bit distracting, I believe. I yeah. think so, too. I, you know, I um, I don't allow my oldest to take his phone to school for that reason because um, he is just uh, not able to stay undistracted. And uh, you know, so I told him that we'll see how he does the first six weeks, and if his grades are good, we'll we'll talk about it. But uh, just what you got to do sometimes. You know? Yeah, then we uh, we would definitely be distracted because we we even took calculators and we wrote eight thousand and uh, yeah, eighty thousand. And eighty five. Did you ever you know, flipped it upside ever, down? Did you ever have your calculator right and you had it had the little slip thing and did you ever have the piece of paper underneath it with some cheat notes? No, oh, I didn't I, I never did you're that. You're safe here. You can admit that you never did that. Man, I did that. Fuck. I didn't. Oh, I, and, I, didn't. And, I, man, I, I tried know. writing stuff on my hand one time, but I got like all nervous and it fucking <laughs> ran and so it didn't help me. Don't listen to us, kids. We're not giving you good advice for our background yeah. special. Don't cheat in school. But yes. you know what? At the same time, it's all relative. I mean, half the stuff you learn in high school, you don't even use in the real world. You get to college and it's like starting all over again, you know, For real. or you become a blue collar worker and there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, you get it, you get out in the real world and you don't know how to change a tire, do your taxes or, or, or make a bagel, you know, but you know what, you know, you know what, how to solve for X, Yeah, it's you like, know, but stay in school kids. Cause it isn't, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, and do that thing. And uh, we're, we're giving wonderful advice in our back to school special, but uh, you know, yes. I mean, that that's how we do it. Don't, don't become a podcaster though, because not to make money anyway, just, if you want to do it for fun, sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You we, podcast about anything. Yeah. You, you know, know I mean, snap peas, I mean, snap pea gardening. I mean, I, I really enjoyed talking films every week and, you know, we always think we talked about before how we, you know, feel like we're going to run out of movies and then all of a sudden it just flips a switch and you're like, man, you got a list of 20 more movies and we feel yeah. like we can keep on going. But, you know, one day I might find my true calling and interview porn stars on a podcast or something. I, I, you know, I that's know. true. I mean, that's, it, that's the promised land. It could happen. And, and most likely Katie Morgan will just continue on my dreams, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, the sky's the limit. That's right. There, that's it. The sky is the limit. Um, <laughs> but man, I I went back to work this week, so I'm a little uh, like I don't know. I'm, I'm man. It's just like it's always a week back. It's like you get yourself all pumped. Like man, I get a vacation. I get a week off, and I get to relax. And then you mm-hmm. end up jacking up your sleep schedule. You stay up till one o'clock in the morning watching whatever, and you know, and and. Uh, you sleep till nine thirty ten, and you're like, man, why did I do this? It's like, you know, for real. And then That's my next a, vac- I always mess up mine. Yeah. My next vacation is in October and that one I'll still have to get up and take the kids to school. So it won't be so bad. Um, but, uh, but man, these summer vacations, when I take them, I, I really mess with my schedule and, and it was a bit difficult going back this week, but it, it is Friday night, made it through the week and, uh, we shall continue on. And, uh, 
and we have where we live, we still have a week and a couple days to our, well, the day y'all get this episode on Monday, we have a week till our kids start school in our district. I know a lot of kids across the nation have already started. And that's why we thought we were in the middle of our little three part animated trilogy of films. And um, this is the second part in our first ever back to school special. So we'll see how it goes. We're going to have some fun talking to some cartoons and we would have watched as kids and uh, talk a, a, a fun animated movie today. But we're going to kick things off with some things we've watched this week. And, uh, man, I um, I watched an animated film this week. I was super excited about when they announced this back in June. And I got my copy of Babylon 5, The Road Home, this week. And uh, I sat down and, and watched it the day I got it on Tuesday evening. And, uh, man, this I know, Matt, you're still in the middle of your Babylon 5 journey. And uh, so I'm going to keep yeah. this free. I'm going to keep this pretty spoiler-free, even though you can actually watch this animated movie without having seen the whole series. Um it really doesn't. Okay. Um, and it, it's fun, man. I hope people are supporting this. It's been a top seller on Amazon. Uh, J. Michael Straczynski, the creator of Babylon 5, has already said that Warner Brothers is watching it closely and they hope to announce shortly after, you know, fairly soon if there's going to be another one of these. And because uh, JMS has said, you know, he's got some ideas for more animated stories. And uh, it's really well voice acted. A lot of the original cast came back, the surviving members. It's really well animated. It's a really fun, exciting story that. Uh, plays well to animation and uh, was worth the wait in the return of Babylon five. And, um, and it was just like watching old friends again. I enjoyed the heck out of it and uh, highly recommend if you're a Babylon five fan to, to check out that new animated film, Babylon five, the road home. It's available. I saw it's on Voodoo. Yeah, I didn't see how much it was. And yeah. um, you know, I, I just ordered a Blu-ray copy off Amazon. So I got my digital copy with it and uh, it's um it's a blast to watch. I mean, of course, well, if you, you still have access to my Apple account. It may even cross over on there. Most of my accounts are linked. Ooh, yeah. Um, but uh, that, it was a fun one, man. I uh, I hope they I hope it does well. I know it's been doing selling pretty well for Warner Bros. I hope we get more of them. Um, you know, it's a lot of fun. I need to sit down and watch it with the commentary. I don't watch commentary tracks very often, but I've heard that Bruce Boxletter, who played Sheridan, uh, joins the the uh, commentary track on it, and it's the first time mm-hmm. he actually sat and watched the movie. From beginning to end, so he's like a kid nice. watching it. They said it makes you, he makes a lot of jokes like, "Oh, that's cool!" Like he gets really <laughs> excited. So they want to sit down, and listen to the commentary track, and I can't remember the last time I, yeah, man, I think maybe J.J. Abrams' Force Awakens might be the last time I listened to a commentary track. I don't even think I listened to the whole thing. I okay, you know, um, it's got to be like commentary tracks have to be like exciting. Like Kevin Smith's commentary tracks are really funny. Um, you know. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, his commentary tracks, because it gives you mm-hmm. a lot of insight to making the films. But some of the old guys, like, are just, like, J.J. Abrams is a little boring, you know, with his. And, you know, it just depends. Some people just aren't made to do it, you know. Um, yeah, some, not some everyone. Are, some are good. Yeah. You know, so. But commentary tracks are still a thing. Most Blu-rays and Scott stuff still come with them, you know. And uh, you don't get them so much with digital copies. But that was a big thing when DVD first came out. They were like, Hey, let's do commentary tracks so people can hear what we think about the movies, you know. And um, they were really, really popular for a long time. And there's some really good ones out there on different films. You know? But uh, some people don't like to watch a movie with someone talking over it. It's like, you know, when your wife starts talking, you slap her. Shut up and watch that movie. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess one of those things. But, uh, but uh, yeah, Babylon 5, The Road Home, man, really good stuff. And um, I've also been uh, delving into another sci-fi universe and i've been watching a 
Star Trek Strange New Worlds on Paramount Plus, which is, uh, of course, the prequel to the original series with uh, Anson Mount playing Captain Pike, who everyone knows was in the original pilot episode for Star Trek back in 1966 or whatever year it came out. And um, it's really good, man. It's a, you know, it's funny. People say, Oh, strange new worlds is breaking new grounds. I I wouldn't say it's breaking new grounds because to me it's, it is a bit, maybe some recycled story ideas, but I guess they keep it fresh because it's feels modern. If that makes any sense. Okay. (laughs) It's up to date. You know, yeah, but, but the cast is good. Uh, it's they're real likable. I'm, I'm enjoying the first season so far. Um, it's it's cool to see like early versions of Spock and Yahura. And there's even a James's Kirk's brother is in the show uh, for a couple episodes so far. And uh, it's it's really well written, nice. and really well done. And, and it's probably the best part of it is Anson Mount. He's really good as uh, Captain Pike. And I uh, really enjoy watching him in the role. And so far, I'm really enjoying that show uh, quite a bit. So, yeah, Star Trek Stranger Worlds, man. Because you know, I have Paramount Plus, and I was like, what should I watch on here? And I was like, I'm going to watch this. And uh, it's, it's good stuff so far. <laughs> Test this one out. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've never been – we talked about this before when we've done Trek. I actually think we have a Trek movie on the list here coming up in September. And, uh, you know, I, um, I I like Trek, but I've never loved it, you know. But mm-hmm. but then I, I love parts of it. Like, I – the characters are so ingrained in pop culture and the life I've grown up living last, you know, 40 plus years watching next generation, my father and deep space nine, that it's hard for me to ever hate on it. I know it's so easy. Star Trek is our father's sci-fi. It's nerdy. It's goofy, but man, it's, yeah. it's, it's really good too, you know? And, uh, and, and I don't really care if people think it's nerdy as I get older, you know, you like what you like. And, uh, um, but I, like I said, I, I never loved it, but I've always liked Star Trek. I have an appreciation for it. Um, you know, and it's good stuff. And, uh, it's a fair, that's a, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a fair analysis of Star Trek. I, I think I feel, you know, pretty similar. Yeah. It's very respectful, especially what it's, what it's done for sci-fi, especially oh, yeah. in, in television okay. and, uh, groundbreaking culturally wise. Yeah. Oh Yeah. And, uh, and it's, and it's entertaining. They've got good issues and, and they've, they've got, you know, the whole battle theme song. One thing that's really, I don't think is talked about enough is the advent of streaming television and the fact that television is catching up with film as far as special effects. Yeah. It's so nice now to watch. And, and I still, we just talked about Babylon 5, and I know you're watching, and I respect the hell out of what they were able to do with CGI in 1994-95, right? It's it's great for that time. Yeah. But it's so nice to watch a Star Trek TV show or The Last of Us or any of these television shows are on and see top-notch special effects where the ships look real, the zombies look real, um, that television has caught up. And it's been a few years, not just streaming television. I think you can go back to... You know, 12 years ago when The Walking Dead premiered and the special effects they used for the makeup and stuff. Oh, yeah. So Kirkman, man. On, this has been going on for a while now. And it's nice to, and to for TV to have caught up with, with film as far as special effects because uh, special effects in Strange New Worlds are extraordinary. Um, but uh, other than that, I uh, I know we both went to and saw a new movie we're going to talk about together in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. I, I revisited Across the Spider-Verse this past week and... Uh, you know, still was nice. just, just as good as the second time. That movie is, you know, we do our end of the year list. I'm going to have a really hard time flip-flopping Dead Reckoning and Spider-Man. It's what's my number one movie of the year. 
Oh yeah. Both of those it's, I like a lot. Um, and then John Wick four is up there too. Those three films, it's going to be really hard for me to pick a number one. When we do our end of the year list. <laughs> you know, for real man. That's uh, I've been some good ones this year. Yeah. Um, before we talk about the movie we saw today, uh, anything you watched this week? Yeah, I, I got caught up a little bit more on uh, on Babylon 5. Uh, I think I'm on episode 7 on on season 2. Um, so I, I, you know, got like five or six episodes under my belt, um, making my way through. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I like it. I feel like it's building up to something. It's definitely building they, up to something. It's been some years since I've have they introduced Mr. Morton yet? Mr. Uh, is that the uh, the secretive guy that tries to get Londo to give him information? He just wears a suit and brown hair. Looks very plain. He's a yeah. Guy. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. Yeah. That's him. Then. Okay. Yeah. He's, been he's pretty early in season two, but yeah. Yeah. He's he is uh, he's not good. I can tell. He's he's bad people, and Londo's fucking idiot as always. <laughs> well, you know, I want to say Londo's an idiot. Londo will always well, take the road yeah. to do what's best for himself, but it, the way he yeah. got isn't always the right way. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, that's a better way to formulate that. Um, but yeah, I I like it so far. You you get you definitely at this point you're getting a good feel for the for the characters. Um, you know, Garbaldi. You know, he was going to uh, look like he wasn't going to come back, and then you know he has this just this sense of doing right and, you know, doing what he's supposed to do this calling for security that he has. And, and he saves, uh, you know, saves a day coming back, uh, from, from that coma. So yeah. I, I know I've movie. seen it in something else before. It's such a good show. I mean, the show just unfolds like a great book, just good stories. And I mean, I'm glad you're finally getting around to watching it. And yeah. I'm telling yeah, you, it's a you very good story. I'm telling you, once you get into season three, you're going to come back and be like, Mark, I finished season three already. I mean, it's just going to start moving. I'm telling you that right now. I mean, you get to season three. I should get going. Yeah. It moves quick. It moves. Yeah, it really does. Because you start getting those episodes where everyone's a cliffhanger. You're like, okay, I have to know what's going to happen. I have to know what's going to happen. You just start watching it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not lying to you. It's going to get to that point. And then uh, it, it was the back to school week. So I did watch Billy Madison. Cause I was like, I was like, huh, oh, you know, so that's one of my favorite back to school movies. <laughs> and, uh, like the kids is, wanted to appear in that movie. Yes. He's the bus driver. Yeah. And he eats all the kids lunches, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. I, thought so, yeah. I made that reference, uh, like a month ago at work because, um, someone had, had, you know, asked if they could, we could pull security footage cause someone stole their lunch. And they had like something nice. They had like a friggin' steak from Chili's. And uh, I was like, man, I was like, I was like, I know I'm not supposed to laugh at this thing, but for some reason, Norm MacDonald and, and Chris Farley are popping in my head from, uh, from <laughs> Billy Madison. Who would eat 40 sack lunches? That's funny. <laughs> and they're fucking eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they got the shit eating grins on their face. I remember that. Yeah. Uh huh. And he st- he stops Adam Sandler from going into the bus. Looks up the teacher's skirt. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's hilarious in that film. Uh, but uh, 
man, definitely, definitely one of those John Candy type characters, you know, where you're just like, man, a good, a great comic icon that, that had some more to give and, uh, you know, left, left too soon for sure. Um, yeah, unfortunately, but, uh, yeah, yeah, man, for real. Uh, other than that, the kids wanted to see elemental, uh, and they wanted to have a movie night. So I went ahead and just bought it cause it was, it was $20. And it's like today I spent like, like 80 going to the movies. So it's like, uh, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll spend the 20 bucks. And, uh, I, I watched some of it and I just couldn't get into it. I, uh, you know, it just wasn't, you know, inside, it minute, feels wait. like it wants to be inside out 20 bucks to rent a movie. It's going to be on Disney plus in a few weeks. That's the kids wanted to watch it, man. I still, I, I mean like kids, y'all can wait a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have. I, I, after watching it, one, dude. definitely should have. Yeah. I've got buyers. Yeah. Yeah. You're already I mean, paying the seven. It's like, them. how long did you go? Did you buy you send any email to video? Say, Hey, my kids. Oh shit. This. Yeah. Oh, they, well, they already watched it like twice, I think. So I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs> Be like, that's like buying a sandwich. And you eat like more than half of it. And they're like, yeah, you're like, yeah, it wasn't good. And they're like, yeah. why did you, why is it how, almost all the way eaten? Well, I thought, I thought it would get better as I went along. It didn't, didn't work out. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm stuck with it. Uh, and then try to see if I remember if I, oh yeah, I finished the Witcher. Uh, I finished the Witcher. Uh, and, and I, I really like Kavil uh, in this season. He's, you know, he's great in the role and, and I just don't know how the show is going to move on without him. Uh, you know, because I feel like they've, you know, they had a, another good season. Season three is good. The first one's better. First one's the best. Um, this one, it's, uh, it's lacking that, uh, man, you, you ever watch supernatural? Uh, just like an episode or something. Not really enough to, you know, well, like, and supernatural, um, they're they're always working towards some bigger picture, but you know every episode, you know they they may pass, yeah, they may pass through a town, and you know hey, there's like a, a you know a phantom or a spirit in that town, and they've got a you know it's like it's almost like a mini horror movie, uh, you know, or a ghost movie, whatever, and and that's how The Witcher is, you know, he fights. Uh, you know, mythological or, you know, these, you know, werewolf type creatures sometimes. And, uh, you know, you have little episodes where they go into the lore and it's a little creepy in the first one. And they go through like the magic that has to be used to slay the beast and stuff like that. And uh, I, I like episodes like that. Uh, I, I feel like this one, it's, it's all, it all plays to the big picture. And sometimes you, you miss those. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing happens. You're like, okay. Uh, you know, there's, you know, a lot of filler in there. Some stuff's happening, but it's not like the stuff that matters. Um, right. But, you know, it did deliver at the end, I feel like. Uh, and, and I'm going to miss him, man. I think Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson, Liam Hemsworth can, uh, can hold a candle to him, but maybe I'm, yeah. maybe I'll be wrong. Well, I mean, I've, I've seen the, uh, I guess they've already started filming season four because it took so long for season three to come out. 
And I've seen pictures. Oh, yeah. of Le- Liam looks the part, at least. You know, I mean, he, I he definitely could pro- could look it. Yeah. So you know. But um. Yeah. Other, other than that, it's just the uh, the movie we both saw today. Yeah. Yeah, man. I um. It was a movie that wasn't high on my radar, but uh, my my uh, eight year old wanted to see it, so I I went and saw Blue Beetle today. I know you did too. We missed each other's screens for about for about fifteen minutes, and um, yeah, but you know, and uh, man, you know, I um, my reaction to this is I'm going to stay spoiler free since it's just hitting theaters. People may see it is um way better than I thought it would be. I found it. Very entertaining. I laughed a lot. It had some legitimately funny moments. I um, yeah. I will be man to say I shed a tear because it had some very emotional moments that I was not expecting. I thought it was going to be more yeah. fun, kid friendly, and I was like, "Well, this has some deep emotional context in it." Um, it is pretty generic in parts. It feels like a '90s action film, but the family and the dynamic of the story make up for the generic genericness of it. I think. Um, there's enough to like about Zolo's portrayal of Jaime Reyes and his family that it's a lot. Mm-hmm. George Lopez is hilarious in it. Um, you know, it makes up for the genericness of it um, by telling a good story. Um, and I think that's what I got out of it. Um, and, and I, you know, there's a couple of, I, did, I, no, I couldn't help but notice a couple of odd editing choices they made to move the story along faster. Um, but again, forgivable, you know, it's not a perfect mm-hmm. comic book movie. It's not the best I've ever seen, but, um, I went into it with very little expectations and walked out of it very entertained. I mean, with a smile on my face and that that's my initial reactions. Yeah. Yeah. I, I walked in also with, with low expectations. They were raised a little bit, um, when the, uh, reviews came out, but you know, you just never know if, you know, how how those critics you know really view the the film i feel like maybe the, you know there's some incentive there to to you know fluff it just a little bit not like you know you know really juice it up but you know at least you know fluff it up a bit uh, but yeah saw it and at, at first uh i felt like you know, man, maybe the, the reviews are wrong, but uh, I feel like it just gradually picks up. Uh, like you said, you've got this really good family dynamic and uh, coming from a, a Hispanic household. It's like some of the stuff that grandma does. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, this reminds me of my grandma <laughs> and, and stuff. Wyatt said, man, the nan in this movie is crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I feel like uh, they definitely – you know, obviously the cast uh, knows what they're doing and uh, they, they really portray that, you know, Hispanic household pretty well. Um, and uh, like you said, there's, there's some tender moments in there um, that I was not expecting. Um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I, I would compare it to some of the, uh, uh, the, the training montage stuff, you know, uh, to, the CGI we saw in like uh, Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man where he's jumping on the buildings and he's like, whoa, you know, and jumping from buildings and it's kind of fun and cheeky, you know, a little bit. I felt a little bit there um, and I didn't expect it to take, uh, you know, that kind of a turn, um, you know, at, at parts of the film. So that was pretty cool and, and it was fun and uh, funny and uh, yeah, def- definitely different than what I expected. I thought it was nice to... Um I didn't expect this either to see a comic book film that uh, 
had a little bit lower stakes, but that was okay. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, you think about everything from No Way Home to Shaz- even Fury of the Gods and The Flash and Guardians of the Galaxy are just these hugely epic films with high stakes. And uh, it felt a little refreshing to just see a little bit more low-key character story with high stakes, but not super high stakes. But the stakes are still high. Yeah. They're Jaime's family, you know, but he... But through his power of love for his family, he does what it takes to save them. And I thought that was um, – oh, that, sorry, I was a minor spoiler there. But, I mean, come on. Everyone knows the superhero wins. Um, yeah. You know, but I, And I think that was a, what I enjoyed about it too. I could sit back and just – you know, I didn't feel like there was so much going on. I had to keep up with the epicness of it. I just sat back and watched it. It felt like watching a good comic book on screen unfold. You know? Yeah. Um, and uh, James Gunn has said several times that um, – that actually I said Zolo, but he says his name is pronounced Sholo. That Sholo will return as Blue Beetle. He's definitely one of the few characters that's going to be in the new DCU. Um, so, uh, and I hope he gets more to do with this character because there's a nice post-credit scene that can lead to you know the more things happening and uh, and that was fun mm-hmm. enough. That I want to see him return. Um, you know, it, it was good. I, I really enjoyed it quite a bit uh, more than I thought I would. And uh, yeah, know. he's good in the role. Yeah. And, you know, it's his first film. He'd only done Cobra Kai and a few other TV shows. Um, you know, this is his first movie, and uh, and I think they did well casting him. I think he did a really good job. You know, he's and he's young enough still. I think he's 21, so he can do more of these. He's 21 or 22. He's still pretty young, so he can do more of these. And and uh, sometimes these, uh, they cast these people that tend to age out, you know. Um, like, you know, pretty quickly uh, too. You're like, wow. Why would you cast someone that only has like ten years to do yeah. to to look the part? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're right. So, uh, you know, um, so hopefully they do more. I uh, yeah, Nan, don't sleep on Blue Beetle. It's it was a fun movie. I mean, I no doubt for real, and uh, I enjoyed it. Um, glad I went to see it because I and uh, and I had a free ticket. So it only cost me like seven bucks <laughs> to go see it. So, nice man. I'm almost there to my platinum status. I'm, go, I'm trying to go get the double, I'm trying to get the double ticket. And uh, so let's uh, let's knock out a little news before we get into today's featured film and our back to school talk special stuff. Speaking of DC, if you did not get a chance to see the Flash yet, it'll be on Max on August the 25th, um, next Friday. Oh, nice! So you'll be able to watch uh, the Flash on on Max for those of you that have not seen it yet. Um, you know, I think the Flash is good. I think it deserved more. And I honestly think if it had not been definitely a little bit of Ezra Miller controversy, I also feel like there was a lot of hype behind the film. And I feel like the critics, when it, when it started hitting regular critics, they didn't buy into the hype as much. I also, I can't help but think that critics may have on purposely backlash on the film because of Ezra. Um, Cause there is that Maybe so. Hollywood, you know? And, uh, Ruining Michael Keaton's comeback. God darn it. Not fair. Read this. What did I write down here? Um, Godzilla fans. We now have a name for the TV show that's coming to Apple Plus um, early next year, I believe, called Monarch, the Legacy of Monsters. And it's going to star Kurt Russell and his son playing the same character, apparently 50 years apart, which is interesting. So it'll be flashbacks about how Monarch was founded and how they discovered these monsters. And it looks like Apple is spending money on this because the screen, the screenshots they released of Godzilla look just like it came off the movie screen. Um, yeah. So yeah, they look good. 
we know our other co-host Long is super excited about this. So uh, we have been talking about Kurt Russell for a while. God, yeah, <laughs> Godzilla Monarch of or Legacy of Monarch or Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Um, that's interesting. Why did you just call it Godzilla Legacy of Monsters? I don't know. Right? Yeah, you got me. Yeah, um, I don't know. Scott Pilgrim, man, we're a fan of that movie. We covered on the show. You know, we had our, yes. our friend Rob came on that episode. Um, this is long. I, I remember reading about this like three years ago, it feels like, that they were doing anime for Netflix um, with mm-hmm. the original cast coming back as voices. Well, it's finally coming November 17th. You'll be able to watch it on Netflix. A little teaser trailer came out. Didn't show too much, but uh, hopefully it's fun. You know, the movie's fun, you know. Um, I think it will be. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, it's got a lot of the same characters on it, so it should be fun. Um, we are all waiting for next week, and we're going to talk about this more later when our preview of next week's episode. But uh, you can now, we're going to be able to watch Ahsoka at 8 o'clock our time, oh. Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Uh, oh. 6 p.m. Pacific time, which is 8 o'clock for us. So if you want to stay up Tuesday night, you'll be able to watch Ahsoka on Tuesday night instead of waiting till Wednesday. They're calling it a, um, Tano Tuesday with Tano or something like that. Some marketing genius at Lucasfilm and Disney Plus came up with that idea, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, for real. And early reviews are hitting. The The embargo has been lifted. Um, early reviews of the first two episodes have hit and uh, very, very positive, saying it's uh, that it's really well done. So excited. Um, last bit of news. Uh, you know, there's been a very famous, uh, in the last year, a Ninja Turtle story called The Last Ronin about that uh, hit comic stores. Yes. Has been yeah, a with Raphael. Yeah, has been a lot of huge acclaim for it. There's going to be a video game version of it. Uh, no release date oh, yet, badass. but it'll be out on PlayStation 5 and the Xbox, uh, whatever it's called. And, uh, so they're doing a video game on Ninja Turtles Last Running um, coming out. So um, fans of that, that I've never, I want to read the book. I've heard it's good. And uh, so fans of the book, there's going to be a game based on that coming out within the, uh, probably, I guess, in the next year or two. Um, I don't know how long it takes. You know, when they announce video games, you never know how long it's going to take out. Sometimes it takes a year. It take a year or two. They've been developing yeah. for a while, and it's closer than you think. So we'll see um, when that comes out. But uh, that's all the news, man. News continues to be a little sparse until these strikes end. Um, the only other bit I did see that Tron Three was supposed to start filming this week, but because of the strikes, it wasn't able to start filming. Oh, badass! You know, which is, uh, of course, going to star Jared Leto in the, the new Tron. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully the strikes end soon and they can uh, get to filming these movies. Because God dang it, I need exactly. to know how Spider-Verse ends. I need to know the conclusion yes. of Dead Reckoning. These damn movies with these cliffhangers this year and these strikes have to happen. It's like, not fair. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, we're going to get nothing but these uh, rom-coms, like no strings attached. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, okay, that's, that's cool and all, you know, but that's like, you know, where's the Tom Cruise, you know? Yeah. And the Spider people, yeah, you know, Nick Cage is nor Spider Man. That's right. Yeah, wasn't needed. Wasn't Sony going to do a spinoff of that too, like an animated series based on Spider Man? Nor I thought so, man. I, I thought that. they were going to do something. So. Maybe it was just Cage talking up, you know. Well, well, that and I think Sony's problem is too. They don't have a dedicated streaming service. They have contracts with Netflix, these other companies, and. So these other companies may not want to invest in that money for something when everyone's producing their own content now. So yeah, maybe Sony, maybe Sony it's time for them to get an exclusive contract with somebody. 
So who knows? Um, all right. Well, let's let's dig into our featured film today for our back to school special, and, and it's a really fun one. It is a the Lego Batman movie, and uh, this is a movie that I actually saw this at the drive-in theater. <laughs> oh, nice! And that was a fun experience watching the drive-in, and you know the spin-off of the Lego movie, which came out a couple years before it was extremely popular. And uh, so they spin. Well, what's the natural spinoff? Let's make a movie with Lego Batman. And uh, <laughs> this movie is basically a, a quick summary of it. Is just a, the Batman is battling the Joker all these years, and and uh, you know he basically tells the Joker that I don't need you, I don't like you, and all this. And Joker gets upset yep. and decides he's going to quit. And Batman's like, you can't quit, and all this. So Batman doesn't know what to do anymore. <laughs> you know, um, and mm-hmm. so. Crime it's goes down. Yeah. It's basically about Batman realizing that he needs family and friends and villains to make him who he is. Essentially is what it's about with a bunch of crazy antics and a bunch of crazy voice work by Will Arnett as Batman. And uh, isn't Jack Black? He's a joker, right? Yeah. Uh, in this. Yes. And uh, I mean, I, I know I summarized that very quickly and briefly, but how else do you describe the zaniness of this movie? You know, because it's not. That's, your that's really. Movie. The premise, yeah, tons of in jokes. Yeah, what's and I feel like it's one of the most true adaptations to to Batman. I I feel like it. You know, it's got so many so many nods and Easter eggs and and callbacks and call outs of every incarnation of Batman. Yeah, yes, and and uh, almost. You know, almost with uh, you know Billy D. Williams as uh, you know, right. I saw I saw a little right. the Lego character of, of Billy D. Williams, and uh, he was two face. He had half to, half his face was was melted off, and I'm like, oh my god! And I was like, oh cool. <laughs> and you've got that in there, and then you know, of course, it, they just go off the rails when they you know you've got uh, the Joker pulling you know characters from the Phantom Realm. Uh, as uh, likes of such as Voldemort and King Kong and Sauron, and it's like, yeah, what the heck, you the know? Where are these guys this movie. From? Yeah, it's like yeah. It's so bizarre. It's like there's police characters everywhere. You're like, wait, what? It's like, and then every time I watch, it, I notice things. Like, it took me a minute to realize that, like, that's the Kraken. Like, I guess the first couple yes. times I saw it, I was like, oh, that's supposed to be the Kraken. <laughs> it's like what? Just so bizarre. All these characters. And, and Batman is, you know, he starts talking, narrating right whenever the opening credits are starting. He's like, every movie starts out like this, dark, black screen, <laughs> wavy pictures. <laughs> and it's like just so like uh, random and, and over the top uh, in, in a uh, just, uh, you know, uh, off kiltered kind of way that you would right. start a film and, and narrate that way. Uh, but he makes it work. You're like, hey, this is this is a cool version of Batman, and he's in the black and and yellow, uh, yeah. so that's always cool too. Yeah, and and I, I like all the references. He's like, this this is going to work this time. Well, what about the two boats? He's like, oh, don't don't talk about the two boats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there, there's a great reference to the old TV show where Alfred was like, puts on the Batman suit, and he's like. Why, why are you trying to look like me or somebody? He goes, because I missed the 60s. So a reference to like, yes. even, as a kid, even as a kid, I was like, why is Alfred not in the Batman television series? It was like Aunt Harriet or something. You know? and, yeah, uh, it was so weird. 
is a joke nod to that. Um, I, uh, I like a lot about this movie as a Batman fan. Um, you know, it's ridiculously yeah. fun. I love all the references to the previous Batman films. Uh, uh, it's also fast paced and quick and zany and it, it's blink. If you miss it, the, the funny jokes like condiment man, um, are hilarious. Yes. Yeah. It appeared in the, in the animated series and then they wrote them into the comics and I like how, you know, they mention them and he's like, some of these are worth at least a Google search <laughs> <laughs> when he starts naming off a racer head and all these other, yeah. uh, you know, villains that were made out of comedy, but, but written into continuity, uh, after they became somewhat popular. And then they, it's, and it's also noted this is the first movie where we have Robin in it since Batman Forever or Batman and Robin. Um, and yes. Robin's hilarious. You know, uh, there's so many in jokes about the ridiculousness of Robin in this, but but they land them left and right. The pants, really yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love where he goes. I and then there's some go. adult jokes too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I, I like whenever he's like people at the orphanage. They call me Dick. And he's like, kids can be cruel. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I'm just like, you know, the kids, it probably goes over their head. But as an adult, you're listening to that. And you're like, it's for me. That's that one was for us. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of those in this. Um, I like the part two where Batman needs help. And he goes to the Superman's fortress and the just leagues having a party without Batman. <laughs> yes. Because nobody likes him because he's so serious all the time. Mm-hmm. And to himself and, and, uh, don't want to, don't want to deal with them. And he's got his own music and, yeah. and his, his, his nine pack. He's like, I've got an extra ab. <laughs> he's like yeah, time to save the city with bravery and high definition abs. <laughs> but ultimately, oh man. But ultimately ends up being a movie about heart. You know, and Batman yes. finding his true self and who he should uh, and how he should be. You know, he realizes, like, you know, what happens if he doesn't have Barbara and everyone to help him out and Robin and Alfred and all his friends. Exactly. Um, and I think that it has an important lesson at the end of it, despite all the zaniness and funniness of it. And I always wanted to make another one of these. You know, they only did this one in the Lego. Unfortunately, Lego Movie 2 came out and was not successful, and it kind of killed the Lego Movie franchise, really. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely did not do as well as the as the first movie or the spinoff, and, uh, and rightfully so. It just, you know, just wasn't as good, you know, having a future Emmett or whatever, you know, and uh, learning how to, how to master break or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it was just odd, but you know, the, they, I felt like the theme song, they had a cool theme song, the catchy song. Uh, you know, I think it's, I think that was pretty cool that they, they at least had, you know, you had, everything is awesome. Batman has his own theme song. And, uh, and then, you know, you had, you had the, uh, catchy song, which uh, I think the lyrics are, uh, this song is going to get stuck inside your head. And it's like this cool rap that just repeats those words, just like everything is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and so they, they, if nothing else, they've got these really cool uh, original uh, songs that they've, they've made uh, mm-hmm. for these films. 
So pretty creative. Yeah, and talk about some of the Batman references. I mean, they reference the 1989 film when he's with the "Let's Go Nuts" line. Uh, the, yes, the voice of Bane is done by a Bane impersonator that they hired from a podcast to do it because they liked how he sounded like Tom Hardy. Um, That's funny. The oh shark, yeah, there's shark repellent yeah. in the movie. Yes, <laughs> of course. Um, I was looking see Phantom Zone. Of course, you mentioned Billy D. Williams playing Two Face, even though he never got to do it in the live action. Um, the Phantom. There's Zone nods. Yeah, the Phantom Zones. Zones. Yeah. Nods to the uh, romantic. Uh, possible romantic relationship between Batgirl and and Batman. He's like, my strictly platonic partner. <laughs> and then doesn't and doesn't there, there's a reference to like, why can't I be Batwoman or something? Yeah. Yeah. He goes, Batgirl. And she goes, can I call you Batboy? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, because that would be no, no. stupid or something. Yeah. Um, one of the names Batman suggests for the new team is Fox Force 5. Oh. Yeah, Fox Force 5 or SEAL, SEAL Team. or No, he asked if the people he was going to team up with was going to be SEAL Team 6. Yeah, that's He's a reference a- to Uma Thurman's 9 in Pulp Fiction. And of course, she played Poison Ivy. Oh, yeah. And everything. The, the kisses, and he keeps like pulling the... Uh, the, the Lego penguins uh, from, from penguin to, to kiss poison Ivy and get sick. And they all just start turning green. Zach Galifianakis voice the Joker. Okay. So we're, Oh, uh, okay. Jack black. I don't know. Close. Yeah. I feel like those two are kind of similar. Yeah. Only one's much more well-known. Sometimes you mention Zach Galifianakis. People are like, who Then you say mm-hmm. the, the fat guy from the hangover? Then they remember who he is. Yeah. yeah. The three best friends that anyone should have or that anyone could have guy. That's right. Um, listen, order. And then this, I like this part too, around half about 30 minutes of film where they show all the different incarnations of Batman. Oh and yeah. It includes Batman versus Superman, the dark Knight, the animated series, dark Knight returns part two, super friends, Batman, the movie, uh, Batman number nine, comic book and detective comics and the original and the Batman movie serials. That's all the different versions of Batman's are in that scene. Man. Oh, almost, uh, yeah, you got a little multiverse action going on. And for those uh, who are curious, the Condiment King first appeared in the episode Make Him Laugh from Batman the Animated Series. Yep. I might have to go find that up. I mean, I have them all, so I have to watch that episode. He, uh, whenever they said it, I was like, man, you know, I bet, I bet it is like a real rogue, you know, from Rogue's Gallery. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, sure enough, I was like, man, and I saw his picture, uh, still shot from the, uh, animated series that he, he was on and he looked familiar. And I was like, man, I think I remember seeing him on TV as a kid. I mean, there's a crazy list of Batman rogues characters. I mean, Joker, Harley Quinn, Riddler, Scarecrow, Bane, Two-Face, Catwoman, Clayface, Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze, Penguin, Killer Croc, Man Bat, Crazy Quilt, Eraser, Polka Dot Man, uh, Mime, Tarantula, King Tut, Orca. Yeah. Killer Moth, March, March Harriet, Zodiac, Master, Gentleman Ghost, uh, Clock King, Calendar Man, yep. Kite Man, Cat Man, Zebra Man, The Condiment King, Captain Boomerang, The Mutant Leader, Hugo Strange, Red Hood, The Kabuki Twins, The Calculator, uh, Mag- Magpie, and Egghead. <laughs> so almost every single Batman. Was it Egghead or was it a Racerhead? Uh, I mentioned Racerhead Ed- too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
man, yeah, he get, he goes through all of those so fast too. And he's just firing yeah. them off, and they're like, really? He's I didn't like, know. Yeah, Richard Google search. Lounge, Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine a cameo in the movie as Legos. Really? Yeah, in the That's badass in the winter, like in the winter Gala scene. Yep, I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Of course, Ray Fiennes plays the voice of Alfred. Richard Cheese. But this movie is, um, I think it's my favorite, the Lego movies that came out. I mean, I do enjoy the Lego movie, but I mean, just being a Batman fan, this movie is a lot of fun. Um, it's it's ridiculous. It's over the top. Um, yeah. Like you said, it's got lots of kid jokes, lots of adult jokes. Uh, you, anyone can enjoy this movie. And um, it's a shame, like I said earlier, it's a shame we never got a sequel to it. Um, maybe one day. Um you know, and Will Arnett says he used he actually uses the Batman voice when he's talking to his kids about serious stuff. That's hilarious. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. And um, you know, he he does a good Batman voice. You know, he, it's kind of a, his own, but he also kind of makes fun of the uh, graininess that Christian Bale did. You know, a bit. Oh yeah, the yeah the the raspy voice, and then uh, making he makes some kind of comments about his costume. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, this this thing's littered with uh, with callbacks and references, and uh, now they're it's it's fun. It's mm-hmm. fun seeing all of it on screen. It it just jumps in, and you're just like, all right, here's like fifty thousand bad guys. <laughs> Batman's gonna have to fight them, and you're like, well, there's no introduction or anything like that. It's like, nope, we're just gonna get straight into it. You know who Batman is? Here's his universe. Boom, yeah. and uh, I feel like it works very well that way. Yeah, and one thing I like about animation, and this goes back to even like Spider Verse, and this is like, there's just stuff you can do, budget wise, that you could not do in live action. We talked about you cannot do the the uh, bullet train sequence in Spider Verse in live action. It would never happen. It would cost a gazillion dollars to do that. You cannot do the massive final battle in Lego Batman movie in live action. You could no. never do it. You know, but you can do it in animation because the costs are different. And, uh, and, and you're not using actors and costumes and all these thousands of things that go into how much something costs. And, uh, and that's, yeah. such a, that's such a great form of art and of the anim- art of animation. And Lego Batman uh, does that tenfold, you know. Uh, and, and people don't know, they did do, they use a lot of Legos in these films. They do use some stop motion for close-up shots and they animate it. It's not, I was reading how they make these. They're not done in true stop motion form like, like a studio's, but they do do some base yeah. models with Legos and things like that. And they animate them, you know, to give them that Lego look. And, uh, you know, so it's, a, it's, I'm sure it's probably 80% CGI, but they use some Legos to set up, uh, you know, the way they look and things like that. Um, I think but so. It, but, yeah. I, but it's definitely a lot of digital. Mm-hmm, yeah. But it looks cool. And it comes across like you're watching Legos come to life um, on, the, on the screen. It looks a little, little bit better than the first Lego movie. in, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, they probably a little more. Warner Bros. probably gave him a little more budget to spend, being the head Batman in the title. You know, I would imagine. <laughs> like, oh, you want to yeah. play with Batman? Oh, yeah. Okay, here's a few more million bucks. You know, and it's going to appeal to kids, and they're going to everyone's going to bring their family and stuff like that. Oh yeah, merchandising is yeah. going to be great. Does I remember correctly? So this was rel- sets. It was relatively successful at the box office, if I remember correctly. Let's see if I can find the box office take. Box office for 
Lego 70, Batman. Seventy-five million, no, one hundred seventy-five million in the U.S. So yeah, that's very good for animated film. $175 million, 312 worldwide. No, so oh, nice. it's definitely, definitely successful. So why did we never get a sequel, Warner Brothers? Give us Lego Batman movie too. Dragging the Joker, their feet. The Joker's Revenge. The but, Joker's uh, Revenge. Yeah, because he's supposed to come back. At the end of it, though, I do think it's a love story that Batman and the Joker need each other. Yeah, yeah, because then there would be no Gotham. That's right. He gives Batman a reason to fight crime in crime every day. Uh, <laughs> but the Lego yes. Batman movie, fun one, man. A good, our good one for our back to school special. And uh, so we check it out, man. Check it out, even if you don't have kids. We thought it'd be fun to take to take you back to when we were kids, and uh, you know there used to be a thing kids called Saturday morning cartoons. You would wake up on Saturday morning. Mom or dad would make you some bacon and eggs, or you would just have cereal and uh, and milk, and you would sit down and you would watch your favorite Saturday morning cartoons, whether it was on ABC or CBS or Fox. And that's what you did till about 10, 11 o'clock. Then if you had to go to the grocery store with mom and dad or baseball or whatever, then you got up and did it, you know? Um, yeah. So we thought it'd be fun to take us, take you back to some of the, the, um, what we would have watched when we were kids. And, uh, we, we said pick five. I, I picked a few more than five just cause I couldn't short my list that much. But, uh, but Matt, I think if I was going to sit back on a Saturday morning, I think I'm going to get me a bowl of, a, I think I'm going to get me a bowl of fruit loops, maybe some cocoa puffs, you know, that was my go-tos, you know, if mom or dad, there we go. Breakfast. I think I'm going to start my morning out with a good episode of GI Joe. You know, I think that's a good starter. You know, that's and, a good one. You know, and um, and and just get into that cereal, watch some GI Joe, watch Duke and fight Cobra and all those things, and uh, and then um, and and the and, and to finish up my first hour, I think I'm going to finish it up with some He Man. That's my first hour. Oh um, yeah. So so, how's your morning starting out, man? Yeah, so I would probably, and I picked up a box this week of this so I could just get myself in the right mindset. <laughs> and I had a bowl before we started recording because I just wanted to to experience it again. Uh, and that's a, a bowl of pops. Um, so I got, got a bowl of pops. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, I would get the uh, uh, Fruity Pebbles. Um, I tried kicks, but I just couldn't do kicks. I felt like it didn't have the flavor. Definitely in the same vein as, as the Saturday morning cartoon stuff it went, went hand in hand. Um, I'm going to go with Bobby's world, uh, for, for number five. Um, and, uh, of course that's, uh, Howie Mandel played Bobby. Bobby would ride around on his, uh, tricycle and go on random adventures. And, uh, it's, it was very, uh, very much a, um, I think a cartoon show you couldn't, couldn't very, very well do today. And he always had his tricycle, uh, his red flyer tricycle and uh, Howie doing that voice. It's uh, it's funny hearing him talk about it, but that's, that's why I would choose. Yeah. Bobby's world. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to get in my second hour with probably my, my second bowl of cereal. Maybe if mom and dad allow it, they might tell you too much sugar, but you know, okay, can I have yeah. some juice mom or something, you know, or something to say, you know, we're, we're that age you're eating all morning. You know, you just want to keep eating. You know, oh yeah. Gonna, you snack. We're going to get into um, a, a uh, the next hour is going to be. It's going. We're going to kick the next hour off with some Transformers. You know, gotta gotta have my adventures with Optimus Prime fighting Megatron, and all that. And that, that was some of my favorite cartoons back in the day. And then the movie came out and it destroyed me when Optimus Prime died. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> but uh, oh heck yeah, Transformers. dude! Transformers. 
And, and then I think I'm going to have that second hour is going to be, um, we're going to do some Marvel. That's going to be, we're going to do some X-Men. You know, we're going to, we're going to go to town with Wolverine and Cyclops. And I'm talking the 92 animated series, which is getting a revival on Disney plus next year. And, um, we're going to do some X-Men for that second hour uh, or to finish off that second hour. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, I'm definitely, uh, I'm going to reach for my Teddy Grahams. Uh, that's something I always like to do the the chocolate Teddy Grahams. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like it's an underappreciated snack, uh, nowadays, uh, and I, I'm going to flip the channel to uh, real Ghostbusters because um, that's I, I think I came along at the end of that run, but uh, I would still catch the reruns on. So definitely going to hit hit real Ghostbusters. And then and then maybe after that, um, uh, probably some uh, Rocco's Modern Life. There you go. Yeah. yeah. As I get in my third hour, I probably got a full tummy. I'm just laying back, vegging on the couch, you know, eight years old, just like, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm fat and full and feeling good, you know, and uh, I think I'm going to uh, kick off the second half of that, or the, the next hour is going to continue with Marvel, and uh, I'm going to do some Spider-Man the animated series, you know, visit Peter Parker and, and Venom, and an interesting uh, note on that series is it was one of the first series made when Bill Clinton uh, came out with his, uh, you know, television laws where you couldn't have. Oh, Yeah. Bad guy's punch. So Spider-Man never throws a punch in all hundred and something episodes. People don't realize this. And he, he throws people. He never I definitely people. didn't. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, the, just uh, the web slinging. Pure yeah, le- web slinging. And throws people. Yeah, it's weird. You can throw people, but you can't punch them. Um, <laughs> and then, then uh, we're going to finish off that hour, and uh, we're going to we're going to head to Gotham City, and we're going to visit Batman, Batman the Animated Series. To me, the my greatest cartoon ever created. You know, and that's how I'm going to do my third hour and. And then, then we're going to conclude, conclude it in a minute with the fourth hour. But, but what's your next bit of card? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Batman animated series. And, uh, and I'm going to follow up with, with Spider-Man. Uh, I, that's, that's how I learned uh, both characters' comics and, and their journey through the comics is just, just watching them. And I'm going to go ahead and, and rerun those. Even if, if they try and play the same episode as the day before, thinking we wouldn't notice, uh, you know, I'm going to watch it. And, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a veg out too. I might grab some, uh, tang, you know, I might get some tang, you know, and, uh, oh. and, and have a glass of that. Uh, but I'm definitely, uh, probably not eating for a minute. Yeah. Man, I think if, as I get in this last hour, you're getting that morning nap after vegging out and you, mom and dad might come in there and say, are you still watching this? And dad tries to change the channel or whatever. But uh, but I'm I'm going moving from from Gotham City to Metropolis with Superman the animated series, and a revisiting oh, that nice. show. And it's strange because these movies came, these TV shows came out when I was in high school. But yet, if I was a kid, I would have totally watched them. You know, um, that's for that's for sure. And then uh, and and I think to finish off my morning after Superman the animated series and before mom and dad makes me go somewhere, I think I'm going to finish it up with some. Uh, this is a show you may not remember, but uh, but Mask it was a uh, they had like these. Uh, these different, it was sort of like GI Joe meets Transformers kind of thing, uh, or or if a mask isn't on, got to finish off with some Voltron man. One of my oh Voltron man, that's classic. Yeah. One of my other favorite cartoons of all time, and that's how I would end my morning, man. Some Voltron and and go on about my business and whatever mom and dad want to do after that, because because I was happy after that. I got my morning cartoons, I got my cereal, I was good to go for the day. 
Yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to switch to Cartoon Network, man. And I'm going to go with uh, Dexter's Lab. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to watch Dexter's Lab. And then, you know, maybe, uh, maybe watch Animaniacs after that, mm. uh, you know, and, and go that route, switch back to WB. Um, because it the, both of those shows were so random, uh, and, uh, you got to have some comic relief after watching some serious, you know, detective comic book stuff and some action. Right. So I'm going to go with the comic relief after that and, uh, and lighten it up. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, those, those were the days, man. You know, these, our, our kids Real. have no idea what it's like to turn on and have instant access to cartoons all the time. We had to wait. Yeah, now it's all streaming, you know? It was either from, it was either right when we got home from school till two to four, then it was news, or Saturday morning. Yeah. You know, if you were lucky. And if you accidentally slept in and missed it. Yeah. That's it. You missed it. If you're lucky, you were in kindergarten or or preschool or you got out early, sometimes you can catch the one o'clock cartoons because cartoons from like one to four. But if you didn't set your VCR to record them, you missed cartoons that day or you had to miss them on Saturday morning. This is true. And uh, and they're spoiled nowadays. They have no idea. They are, man. They at touch of a button, whatever they want. Yeah, they don't have to, you know, get up at a certain time, run from the bus because you know Dragon Ball Z is about to start. Toonami is going to start in the afternoon, so you better hurry up and and run from the bus stop over to your house. It's you know they got it easy now, man. That's it, man. But uh, that's what we would do on Saturday morning, and. Uh, so we, we hope you enjoyed that. That was fun doing our little back to school. Yeah. With our cartoons we would have watched. And, uh, and we do hope any kids out there listen to have a, a good return to school and a good school year and a safe school year, most importantly. And, uh, and just yeah, be safe, learn and, something and, 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 yeah. and watch and watch some good movies and cartoons on when you're not doing your homework. Um, definitely. And we're going to conclude our, our three part animated trilogy. You know, we house moving castle last week today, the Lego Batman movie, and um, next week, or, um, we got a big premiere, Star Wars Ahsoka. It's coming out finally. Um, so we are going to talk where it all started for Ahsoka next week. Um, th- this movie actually just the other day was its 15th anniversary, I believe, hitting the ears because it came out, I think, in August. And uh, so we are going to talk wow. Star Wars, The Clone Wars on next week's episode. Contact with General Kenobi. Kidnapped. Jabba the Hutt's son has been. Negotiate the treaty with Jabba. Obi-Wan will. Find the renegades that hold Jabba's son. Your mission will be Skywalker. Red light, stand by. Jedi will not only be at war with you, Count, but the Hutt clan as well.
have nowhere to run. And uh, this, man, this is a movie that I remember we went to theaters to see and we weren't sure what we were going to get. And uh, I think now, uh, 15 years later, we had no idea that Dave Filoni would be doing what he's doing now and uh, doing the Lord's work when it comes to Star Wars. Fair to say. For real, man. The story writing's great and uh, the characters are good. And the universe that he's building um, is just, you know, it makes you want to come back for more. Yeah, that's all there is to say about it. Really, it's 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 good stuff. Yeah, and um, I was looking to see. Yeah, August fifteenth, two thousand eight. So almost right in the money. Um, Damn, yeah, that's we're going to discuss the Clone Wars movie next week, and uh, and we will definitely have our full review of the first two episodes of Ahsoka. So it's an all Star Wars episode next week on the Rebel Radio podcast, and uh, looking forward to that one and bringing it to you. Um, but until then, the Rebel Radio Podcast dot com for all your Rebel Radio needs. Of course, you can always find us on all apps, as we always mention. We thank you, as always, for listening and for your support. And um, until next time, this has been Mark. This has been Matt. Remember, as always, just go there and do it. Go there and do it.